two dudes, millions of vampires. This is Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast brought to you by RPGera.com. Here at Play on Arrival, we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week, talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke, and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, it is Kyle. And it's weird not introducing you as a host of another show yeah, anymore, but it's of, just, yeah, it's just I know. Kyle. I know. It's just Kyle. You're just Kyle what, now. What, oh, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's not a good name to be the just of, you know? Yeah, but that's just, okay. Just Kyle. The most Kyle of Kyles ever. Ah, oh, don't say that. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Do me dirty. Catch him watching playoff hockey. Oh, that's all I'm doing now. Watching the Knights lose. S- stop. They're, it's one and one in the series. <laughs> Jeez, Five to one. Come on now. Come on. Come on. It's okay. They'll come back. They'll come back. They always do. Yeah. They're my boys. Oh, they always do. <laughs> Special shout out to Hawkins Laser for the music you hear today during the show. Go check them out where you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be disappointed. Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you chose to listen to us on and drop a quick rating and review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tier to see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, a special shout out to current executive producers, Jexx and Sanku. All right, Kyle, you're back two weeks in a row. I like yes, having you here. I like having you here. And we have a fun show, I think, lined up today. We've played some pretty big games, at least I've played. I think you've, you've played one of these games we're going to talk about today. Uh, but we have two pretty big games that are uh, currently dominating discussions on other podcasts and in gaming circles. And then, of course, as we move into the seven-day forecast a little bit later on in the show, we have a massive game coming this week that I know everyone is just dying to get their hands on and talk about. We all so are, man, yeah. This is going to be a fun show. But uh, we are going to kick things off as we move into current conditions by talking about a game that you and I and I think even Robbie, right? I'm pretty sure he did not buy this game either. Um, no, he was on Game Pass as well. <laughs> yeah. So all of us took advantage of Xbox Game Pass in order to check out Arcane Austin's newest release, published by Bethesda, being the first-person shooter Redfall, right? We've been talking and anticipating Redfall for a couple years now. I feel like we've been waiting for this and seeing it. I don't remember exactly. It was announced during the E3 2021 showcase. Yes, so it, and was it was actually announced two years ago, actually. Right. Originally slated for a uh, summer 2022 release, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was supposed to come out last year. Right. And uh, didn't for various reasons, right? But yes. Probably a good thing, right? Based <laughs> based, based on, on the way the game is now. So far, yeah. Yeah, based on the game in the state that it's in now from what we've played and what we've seen and what we've heard. Um, imagining this game coming out even in an earlier undone state would have been catastrophic. So right. I, it was a good call to delay it. Uh, maybe should have even been delayed further. But um, we jumped in on Tuesday. We jumped in the day this game came out. We did, We yes. jumped in in the evening hours. It was around 11 o'clock my time, 8 o'clock your time. And we played for three-ish, three-ish hours uh, or so? I think maybe, it was just, maybe a little it was less just over three. two. It was, just, it was just under two, actually because I, I saw the uh, playtime that we have. But okay, yeah, so we did we, jump in. We and didn't we got... start immediately at 11. That's right. We didn't start immediately Ex- at 11. Exactly. Yeah, we had some uh, we had some issues, which we'll talk about as well. Uh, 
but all those things aside, we were able to jump in, play for about two hours, and and get through a bit of the campaign. And uh, it's a game. Yeah, it's all right. It's like, a- <laughs> it's all right. It's, uh, I, a, it's a game. I, I think most of the fun we had was because we were playing as a trio, right? And just right, kind of like with each other, around yeah. and making jokes and messing around. So that made it an enjoyable experience. Had I been playing this single player, I would have dipped out probably already by this point. I don't know that I enjoy it as a single player game. Right. I, I think I'm probably with you there on that. Um, it This is a, you know, this is a game that they really tried to play their, their cards close to their chest quite a bit and, and say, you know, we're not going to talk about what this game is or what it does or how you play it or what it looks like because we want it to be a surprise. And I think that was probably overall a mistake. Or they didn't just want to tell us what it was actually about until we found out and played the game ourselves. Well, <laughs> like you know, was actually I'm not be. sure they knew what it was about prior to it releasing. I'll be honest. I The more I we kind of dove into it and you and I talking about it, even before right before we jumped in, we were like, all right, what are we even playing here? Like, what's what is this game? And we didn't have any idea right because it's we know it's a first person shooter we know there's vampires it is a four player co-op up to four player co-op kind of an open world and uh what we got was a open world shooter and that's about it right i mean you go from from checkpoint to checkpoint kind of killing this guy killing that guy um but there's not a lot of depth or substance in this one that that we could really gleam out of it you know what i mean terrible ai too the AI is awful. Uh, the AI is just abysmal. These, I can't believe, that 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 may be one of my biggest complaints. You walk into a room, the AI kind of stands there for a second, or they start shooting in another direction, or they- They're just, you know, just they, kind of looking at you like, oh, what's what are these guys walking in yeah, for? What, what's going yeah, on here? what do they do? What's going on in here, huh? It's, you know, it, it really was kind of depressing having that happen because uh, it made the game trivially easy. There was oh, yeah. not a lot of difficulty uh, in this game at all. So, uh it was like you said we had fun because we were playing together and i think that i could have probably had fun playing any game together with you guys of course yeah right you know i i think that's a, a fun thing to do is get together and play games with friends and and that's exactly what we did and it was it was fine for the time that we did it uh but otherwise there wasn't a lot of substance in this game. And I think, like you said, if i was playing single player i probably would have been gone relatively early to this one yeah there's no chance that because so me and Robbie right we were connected you were hosting the game so right. all of our progress is on your game we did check that out when we tested it both Robbie and I when we stopped playing on Tuesday right we tried loading into our own games and we were at the very beginning of the campaign so there is zero chance I actually load into my own game and, and start up that campaign I'm not interested in playing through what we did already again And I'm not interested in just doing this by myself. So the only chance I have to finish this game would be if we link back up and finish it together. Um, And I don't even care if we do. Like, I truthfully don't even care if we do. But I would if we plan it. But I don't care. I I think that I I probably will. And And I say that with some hesitance because... I don't know that I'm like super dying to do that. Right. But, you know, I, I tried to get you guys in the other night just to hop in and like I was asleep. Right. You were sleeping and, and that's fine. And I wasn't upset that we didn't play. Right. But <laughs> if if and when we get back into this game, um, I'll go ahead and I'll play again. It's, it's not going to upset me to do that. And I think that, again, I would probably have fun with it. But uh, it, it's not great. 
No. The different characters that they give you to choose from, there's four, right? There's like kind of like a healer, a support character. Um, one guy has a raven, and he's kind of like stealth. Uh, they're not super exciting of characters, right? Their powers don't make them feel that unique. And they are all basically just skins for the same type of character, right? It's just all depending on everybody's using the same guns. There's only a limited amount of loot that we were finding, even though it does have some elements and feel like a looter shooter at times you're not finding a ton of variety in guns you're finding like one type of shotgun one type of handgun one type of flare gun right like there's only very limited amounts of guns that we were finding just a ton of copies of the same ones that we were selling for credits um the environments in the game like there are certain areas and certain things that look really cool and really pretty but other things that are just very very bland and and not not exciting to look at either. Absolutely. Uh, and the characters, you know, a lot of people are bagging on the characters, uh, the kind of the style that they decided to, the art the style. style of the game, style is say. very arcane. It, it's arcane. It's it's kind of what I was expecting from them, anyways. And so I don't think I'm like super upset about it. Uh, but it is kind of goofy, and that's fine. I'm you know like I'm my my feelings aren't hurt about that. But uh. Otherwise, the world doesn't seem very big. Uh, there, there's very little depth to this game. And uh, a game that I think that we were expecting kind of more out of just gave us not a lot to do. Right. The game is not doing well on Open Critic, right? It's sitting, I think it's in the 50s on Open Critic, isn't it? 60. Mm-hmm. I think even so. 60. Uh, 60 even 60. Even 60. Oh, is it okay? Yep. And even 60, 15% of critics recommend. Like, it's not doing well. Um, And that's a shame. You and I were even talking the other day. Like, you you mentioned it. You're like, Phil Spencer has been in charge of Xbox and Xbox Game Studios now for a little over a decade, right? It's been it's been just over 10 years, I believe, yes. And we were wondering, like, really, what major game has come out in that time? And, th- and there has been a couple, right? You got to give you got to give nods to Ori. That has Ori, been a fantastic the two franchise. Ori games, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that's a that's a studio that Microsoft owns. They do own Moon Studios. Uh, and I, I'd say Psychonauts, too, since they own Double Fine now. Yeah. Outside of that. But other than that, there hasn't been anything that's been that captivating or that like, uh, well, okay, outside of Forza. Okay, so Forza, I think, is a is a fine example of a of a game that I have enjoyed and I don't think is a system seller. Uh, Forza is a system seller for certain people. Some people, yes. Yes, Forza is a big deal. Just like Gran Turismo is a big deal for certain people and, you know, it sells PS5s or PS4s or whatever. Sure, like, sure. Gran Turismo sells, Forza sells. But other than that... That, there hasn't been a ton and it's just unfortunate right to see another one come that had a lot of hype behind it a lot of anticipation and that should in theory have been a great game right but it's not but it's not and uh i think that's probably the biggest bummer here is that this like you said should have could have been a great game uh i'll probably jump back in i will probably jump back in and play it but if i don't if, you if we don't finished if you finished this without robbie and i i also wouldn't be upset Right. Yeah. Like if I never sure. play it again, I'm okay. That's totally but fine. Yeah. If if we play together, I would jump back in because the fun we had, I would definitely appreciate having that again. Absolutely, and I feel yeah. like we could finish it in just a couple more hours. Probably. You're probably right about that. I think I think a couple more just hours of playing. Rushing we could, the main story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh probably six more hours. I think we were twenty percent of the story in. And the story is not great, by no, the way. The story nothing- makes zero sense there's most of the cutscenes aren't even here. animated like cutscenes are just still pictures for the most part 
yeah, there's nothing fantastic going on with the with the story here. Uh, but you know, I I've never been a huge fan of arcane games, anyways. Uh, Dishonored was never a game that I was super into. Uh, this it just it holds true for me. This is this is not going to make me a big arcane fan. So yeah. I think I would much prefer to have seen them just do, you know, Dishonored 3 Absolutely, or something yeah. at this point. Yeah. And hopefully that's what they move on to do next or something more because I feel like Arcane, now that this was made, I get you can play it single player, but I feel like the focus was on multiplayer here, right? On the uh, on the shared world. That's not Arcane. Arcane right. excels at the single player experience. Absolutely. And I would yeah. like to see them return to that. Yeah. Doesn't have to necessarily be Dishonored. Could be a new IP. Right, yeah. But make it single player. Focus on single player. Sure. And it would probably be good. So another massive game that I've been playing that I've jumped into the last couple days, I have kind of given up on my one game at a time, as can definitely be seen. As I talked about last week, I, I have since decided that I would move on from that idea for the rest of this year. So I jumped into Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which did come out um, just a couple days ago. Well, about 10 days ago, it came out on April 28th. And is the direct sequel set quite a bit after, uh, you know, several years after, from what I can tell, based on how far, you know, the story has progressed in mm -hmm. Jedi Survivor. But, you know, it is still a direct sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, released back in 2019 from Respawn Entertainment and Electronic Arts. I was really looking forward to Jedi Survivor. I had this ranked really high in Thunderdome, and I, so far, am really, really enjoying this game. It definitely is one of probably my I favorite. Would, games man. yeah I knew it it's probably one of my favorite games so far of, of 2023 now I do have some complaints with Jedi Survivor and it's nothing with gameplay like the gameplay right Cal Kestis retained all of his abilities which was super sick uh you so basically you start out just exactly how you ended in Jedi Fallen Order you can still do most of the same moves um, you will pick up new perks and new moves as you progress throughout Jedi Survivor just to, you know, expand your arsenal and your repertoire of what you can do and more new characters will be introduced. But um, gameplay wise, like it, it's it's great, even on quality mode. I checked both performance mode and quality mode. So resolution mode and uh, quality mode for settings in the PS5 because I'm playing on the PlayStation 5 both run perfectly fine i was a little surprised sure uh, quality mode obviously doesn't run at 60 fps right it is running at a at a locked frame rate to to have a stronger visual fidelity game looks amazing in both quality and performance mode quality mode obviously looks better but I, i've watched some of mode, it on twitch and they really did a great job with the they with do the, uh, yeah like the environments are fucking gorgeous exactly, man yeah the environments are just fucking gorgeous and some of the the hidden locales that you go to so um but yeah i i have been playing on resolution mode right performance mode just because i prefer the smoother frame rate and the game still looks amazing on that okay. mode like it's running in 1440p like there's nothing wrong with resolution mode um but one of my issues with jedi survivor coming off of us talking about how uh redfall right didn't feel like there was a ton to do in in the openness of the world jedi survivor has an overload of things to do okay so if you remember jedi fallen order 
it was a Metroidvania at heart. And a lot of Jedi Fallen Order was rather linear. There were only certain right. elements yes. in certain areas of certain planets that even were somewhat open to explore. A lot of it was linear. Absolutely. Jedi Survivor is the complete opposite. Okay. So you start out on Coruscant and Coruscant lasts about two hours and it's fairly linear, right? It feels like a continuation of exactly how Jedi Fallen Order played. And I was like, okay, dope. This is this is what I was expecting. And then you progress off Coruscant and you move to the second planet and you start exploring the second planet and you realize it's completely open. Like... There are branching paths everywhere, you know, some of them locked that you will have to return to bringing the Metroidvania elements back in. So as you unlock upgrades, you will have to return to certain areas and certain planets to see everything that it has to offer if you so choose to do so. But um, you start walking around and it's so easy to get lost and there's just so many different things to see and so many different ways to go and I appreciate that like I like the openness and I like the open world but as I'm going I, I have now played 13 hours of Jedi Survivor over the last three days two of those hours were Coruscant 11 of those hours were on the second planet have not left the second planet yet now I am at the point of the main story where I can leave the second planet if I go talk to the person I'm supposed to talk to for my main quest that like is the next thing whatever happened happened on this planet I'm technically ready to move on gotcha okay but I'm still exploring because after 11 hours on this planet I am at 40% done with the second That's, planet what a trip 40% after 11 hours yeah. there is so much to see and do and it's not like you know there there are a ton of optional areas maybe some of these you will have missions or side missions to return and they call their side missions rumors in Jedi Survivor cool. so you will cool. you will as you talk and some of them you just actually don't know they're there like you will just you want to make it habit to talk to all the npcs that you can talk to because they may say something that'll trigger a rumor to spawn on the hollow map like there's no indicator that talking to that person they had a rumor like it doesn't tell you that so right. some of the npcs literally just lead you to new rumors that you can then do uh, I am trying to do all of the side missions as I progress, but I am not, I've decided, going to explore every single area because it's just too big and too much. Um, it seems like there are very beneficial things tucked away in all of these optional areas, however. Okay. Like... They've added upgrades for even like your map. I know there's an area early on in the first, well, the second planet you go to. Uh, there's an area early on that is completely optional that you can't do until you've unlocked a few abilities later in the game. But at the end of it is an upgrade for your map that shows the location of all chests in the world. Okay. And that's at the end of a completely optional kind of hard to do hidden area. Um, so they've definitely put things that are worth going after in these hidden areas. It's not just collectibles for the sake of collecting them it's not just currency for the sake of being able to afford to upgrade or buy something it actually is things that could add dynamic or different elements to the game um the tre uh, actual treasure chests that you are finding in the game they actually don't contain like materials or items like you think they would what they generally contain are cosmetics and things to upgrade the way your character looks or the way that BD1 looks, which I think is actually really fucking cool. I love that. Yeah, 
I'm really I'm really into that type of gameplay, honestly. Yeah, so they'll have like hairstyles for Cal, beards for Cal, uh, new shirts, new coats, new pants, new items for your lightsaber, right? Or to change the way the lightsaber looks. Ways to change BD-1, because BD-1 is completely customizable in Jedi Survivor. Uh, you can change his head, his ears, his body, his legs. Again, paint jobs, art palette, color palettes, completely changeable, and you can unlock different art palettes and color palettes to use by opening chests, right? One of them might be called, like, Jedi. Like You know, they just name them different, and there's, like, five different colors in there. Um, sure. So this this game has a, a massive amount of customization options to make BD-1 and Cal look however you want them to look. My Calcastus now has shaggy long hair. Nice. Um, and he's wearing some hunter garb, which basically is, like, some animal skin uh like caveman type loincloth over right. his over his jeans and uh he's got like a fur robe on he kind of looks dope <laughs> <laughs> definitely does not look like a jedi um but the game is just it's so much fun to play i just think that it's too much to do for me like and right. i think i'm going to feel that way about tears of the kingdom okay like i think i'm going to feel like tears of the kingdom has too much to do interesting okay um i also felt like breath of the wild had too much to do which is why i didn't 100% it Right. Like, I didn't go after all the Korok seeds, and I know there's going to be a similar mechanic in Tears of the Kingdom. If not, same mechanic. Like, sure. either Korok seeds or something similar to Korok seeds is going to be in Tears of the Kingdom. Now, you've not encountered any, because this, this game has been getting review bombed pretty heavily because of the performance issues that it's had, and you've not had any of that, huh? I have not on PlayStation 5. Okay. So, I don't know if it's just the PC version that is that is running poorly. I do know I have seen reports of, like, game-breaking bugs on the PS5. One of them that I was just looking at the other day was a certain boss fight later in the game. If you die right as the boss dies, it, like, perpetually locks you in that fight and you can't progress. Gotcha, okay. Um, so I do know there are some game-breaking bugs that players have encountered on PS5 that hotfixes have either already fixed or are coming for. But, um... No, I've not run into any like system crashes. I haven't gone back to the PS5 home menu. Um, I'm not noticing any like major frame rate issues. Even like I said, I put it on quality mode and it still seemed like it was fluid enough to where if I just left it on that mode, I would be able to get through combat just fine. Um, there have been some weird like graphical screen tearing texture issues that I've run into here and there, mm -hmm. but not like all the time and definitely not constant. My constant issue with the graphics and my biggest issue is the way the hair looks and behaves in the game. I remember you saying something about that. You did mention that. It's very weird and it doesn't look like hair. So like as Cal is running around, your hair is behaving as if your hair would in the wind, right? Like it's flowing, quote unquote, in the wind. As you jump from high places, your hair goes up as your hair would as you fall down. But like it doesn't look and behave as hair actually does. And it's actually really distracting. And it has a shiny look to it. And it just looks like a big fuzzball floating on the top of your head. Yeah, that's and, really frustrating. And when you stop moving around, it like lays back in place and it looks like hair. But when you're like running or sprinting or falling, it 
it doesn't look like hair and it just always pisses me off that it just it blatantly looks so out of place sure that's been my biggest complaint is just the game being so open and that's not going to be a complaint for everybody there are going to be a lot of people that absolutely love how much there is to do in Jedi Survivor absolutely yeah. like I was looking at the how long to beat for this game main story is listed at 19 hours which is already roughly eight to nine hours longer than Jedi Fallen Order in terms of just rushing main story right uh, main plus sides is 30 hours and completionist is 49 hours so there is a, a decent amount to do here and I feel like that's that's a safe estimate like I'm at 11 hours and I actually have been kind of targeting the completionist playthrough right now because I have been exploring everything I am now going to just stick to the main sides mission type stuff moving forward but like I'm only 40% explored on planet 2 after 13 hours total like I can't imagine if I was trying to do a completionist run that I would be done in even 50 hours. Right. Because there's just so much to see and do. Now, I guess this game is somewhere around, I want to say six chapters, and I'm assuming each chapter is probably a different planet. Um, so there's not like a ton of different planets you're going to go see and explore, just like how Jedi Fallen Order didn't have a ton either, right? There was only a handful that you were really going back and forth between through. Um, well, there's like, I think there was just five six or seven planets in jedi fallen order as well right? five or six yeah yeah there wasn't there wasn't a ton yeah there wasn't a ton so it seems like jedi survivor is following a similar or following a similar format there but this game is great man it's sitting relatively high on open critics sitting at an 85 which is quite good um i think this game is a must play for anyone that played through and really enjoyed jedi fallen order because it picks up right where it left off right it continues sure. the story directly uh introduces some some fun new characters along the way that i've already encountered one of them likely will make my uh my companion of the year for the golden gizmo award as we move into the uh, rpg era awards for 2023 i think this companion in jedi fallen or jedi survivor is is amazing um but yeah i'm just having a freaking blast with this game i think it is definitely a great game and i gotta say i decided to put a bonus episode together at the last minute of bg mania our video game music podcast on the soundtrack to jedi survivor because of how cinematic and theatrical it actually sounds like this sounds like a john williams star Wars soundtrack um it's it's mind-blowing in some areas so that bonus episode will actually post before this episode of play on arrival did again spur of the moment episode i threw to together go check it out go give the soundtrack some love this game is really good um kyle i can't wait for you to play it i know i'm excited man i do want to get into this one this is this is one that i've been looking forward to uh once i saw about the performance issues i did decide to wait on picking this one up but it's one that i'm going to pick up eventually and before too long also i i I will get this uh, before very long at all i think yeah you definitely definitely need to play this it is a lot of fun definitely a lot of fun And then before we wrap up with current conditions, I want to talk about the last game that I've played over the last week and a half. I already kind of mentioned that I started playing it last week when we talked about After Image, Mm -hmm. which was a Metroidvania that I gave up on pretty quickly. I did say that I jumped into the last case of Benedict Fox, which is also currently available on Xbox Game Pass. I would say this is the better Game Pass game between it and Redfall by far. (laughs) Right, right. This is another Metroidvania um, where you are playing as, um, you know, Benedict Fox and exploring the memories of deceased individuals as you search for clues and go about this very Lovecraftian-inspired Metroid. 
Metroidvania. It is a really dope setting. The actual visuals and aesthetic of the mansion and surrounding areas as you are exploring in it and in this purgatory-like state that you travel through, the memories of the deceased. It is a fucking gorgeous game, dude. It reminds me a lot of Ori in the way that the art and just visuals look in Ori. Like Benedict Fox kind of captures a lot of that feel for me. Um, It plays very, very fluid and well. Like, it's a really, really great Metroidvania. We talked about how bad the map system was in After Image. The map system in Benedict Fox is stellar. There is so much detail to the actual rooms that you can see on your map. You can see every little platform, every little thing, as you're supposed to be able to for a Metroidvania. um, I don't think you can, and you can't, now that I'm thinking back. I haven't played this in about five or six six days but um you cannot from what i remember place your own markers but it marks everything for you as you go interesting okay now this game also didn't score super well on open critic this one no it's sitting at a 66 yes it had a 66 and i'm not 100 percent sure why i didn't read a ton of the different reviews i did read i think two or three um, I think some people were a little put off by some of the puzzles. Okay. Because some of the puzzles can be relatively challenging to figure out what you're supposed to do, um, at least from what I've noticed. But I don't quite know what the issue is that people had with this one because I'm not having an issue with it. I'm actually thinking if I would have written a review for this, I probably would have fallen somewhere around seven and a half ish probably okay for for benedict fox yeah like i don't think again i don't think it's amazing it's not the best metroidvania i've ever played it's definitely not even you know the best metroidvania that exists on game pass sure um but it is a a solid outing from this studio that i like a lot of what they're doing and i like the setting right i'm a big lovecraftian fan i like hp lovecraft um i like his vibe that's why i like so many things about world of warcraft because Warcraft is so inspired by Lovecraftian shit. Right. Um, And all the old gods and void gods and void lords and everything. So I just really like what they're doing here. I like the setting of Benedict Fox. And to me, it, it feels and plays very, very good. Um, especially when I compare it immediately to After Image, another Metroidvania that came out in the same week. That did not play that didn't very That good. didn't feel so great to me. Again, the combat felt fine in that game, sure. but everything else, the story, the map system, everything else that makes a good Metroidvania good wasn't there. Whereas I feel like Benedict Fox has it all. It's not all amazing, but it has it all, which makes for an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I will finish this. I will absolutely finish this game, but my focus right now is on Jedi Survivor like that is going to be what I finish next yeah I'm you know uh, Jedi Survivor like I said one that I'll pick up once it does get on a little bit of a cheaper sale um, I'm I'm going to get through Advance Wars here pretty soon in, in preparation for the game that's coming out this this week, I think. Oh, yeah. Once Tears of the Kingdom drops on Friday, like, I need to have Jedi Survivor finished by Friday. Yeah. Because there's zero chance that I can wait to play Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I get off work at 5 o'clock on Friday, I'll be playing at 5.10. And there's uh, yeah, a chance, I think this game probably launches at midnight, right, on Friday, I would assume. Um, uh, that's a good question. I probably, if it does, will jump in and play for like an hour or two Thursday night into Friday morning to just get started in the game and then stop and then, you know, pick right back up Friday when I get off work. Right. 
And then that entire weekend, this coming up weekend, that's all I'm going to be doing is Tears of the Kingdom. Like, we're going to have to <laughs> stop playing to record the show to talk about Tears of the Kingdom to <laughs> to then go yeah. back right when we're done. Because I'm telling Absolutely, you right now, yeah. right? Like, I will play Tears of the Kingdom all night on Friday. We will talk Tears of the Kingdom next week on this show. I'll probably, as soon as we done finish recording on Saturday, that's all I'll be doing the rest of the day is playing Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's probably what I'm going to be doing all weekend as well. Yeah, I can't imagine any of us. Even Sev said he's probably going to buy it just because he wants to be included in the zeitgeist. How could he not? How could you not? Well, remember, he eliminated it off Thunderdome at like the I number. Because he's, he's a dumb. <laughs> what a doofus what a doofus but that is the end of current conditions so let us jump into and take a look at what is releasing in the seven day forecast we actually have seven games this week i'm a little surprised I thought we would have just a couple. You know, I knew for sure we would have three, but I'm actually surprised there are a few other games releasing the same week as Tears of the Kingdom. Now, granted, only one of these games, I would say even remotely, is similar to Zelda. So um, there definitely is is going to be things for people that aren't so much into Tears of the Kingdom. But uh, yeah, we got some good stuff here. Game number one coming on Monday to PC, Darkest Dungeon 2. Darkest Dungeon 2 is a roguelike road trip of the damned. Form a party, equip your stagecoach, and set off across the decaying landscape on a last gasp quest to avert the apocalypse. The greatest dangers you face, however, may come from within. I've not played Darkest Dungeon, have you? No, uh, much to my sadness, because I know that everybody loves that game. There and, are uh, a lot of people looking forward. This game has like 60-some thousand, I think, plus that have yeah. it saved in their wish list on Steam right now. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, this is this is one of those games that people go nuts over. They get addicted to forever. I've not played it personally. It's a game that I probably will play eventually. Uh, but, I mean, hopefully this is a good one, right? I would think this is probably going to be good. I haven't played these games either. Um, it sounds like something I know I would enjoy. Obviously, I like roguelikes. So I would probably really, really get a kick out of playing this. Maybe someday, but I just don't know when and if I would ever have time to play sure. things that aren't super high up on my personal radar. Like, I have no connection or attachment to the series. I get that you don't need that. Like, like I should just jump in if it's a great game, but I don't know if I will. Right. Game number two coming on Tuesday to PC Void Train. <laughs> Become a crew member of an interdimensional express train. Discover a new world full of mysterious creatures, enemies, and places. Upgrade and customize your train, gather new materials, and build better weapons. Play solo or online co-op with up to four people. I put this on here because of how many people have it saved on their Steam wish list that I could see through uh, SteamDB. Like, so many people have this saved on their Steam wish list. Um, kind of gives me vibes of, like, the crafting system of Fortnite as you are kind of upgrading and customizing your train, but you are on this weird, crazy interdimensional train that's just traveling about through the cosmos um, or through different dimensions. It looks wild. It looks crazy. I don't know that I, I would ever play it, but apparently a lot of people are hyped for this one. So Yeah, this is one that I'm super unfamiliar with. I don't know this one at all. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with it either, so... Game number three coming on Wednesday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It is going to be playable and is already able to be pre-installed via Xbox Game Pass. Fuga, Melodies of Steel 
2. The sequel to the captivating tale of Fuga Melodies of Steel has arrived. This turn-based RPG is back with a ramped up battle system for more strategy, as well as a brand new event system that gives you more thrilling choices to affect your experience. I never played the original Fuga Melodies of Steel. I am familiar with it. I've seen some gameplay of it, but I never did get around to playing it. This is actually dope this is coming to Game Pass. Uh, I like a good turn-based RPG. There is a chance I check this out at some point. Yep, also unfamiliar with this, but I know it's coming to Game Pass, and that's enough to maybe kind of check it out if it scores well. Did you happen to watch Bossman streaming Ravenlock the other day? No, I didn't. Uh, that game looks super enjoyable. I know we talked about it last week on the show, right? It came out, it's on Game Pass. Um, that game looks really, really enjoyable. He seemed to really enjoy it. Uh, also one that scored not super hot. No, it didn't. I think it's also in the 60s Yeah. on Open Critic, yeah. I am looking forward to game number four. I think this looks fun. Coming on Thursday to VR systems on PC, as well as PlayStation VR 2, Another Fisherman's Tale. Embark on a new mind-bending VR adventure, Another Fisherman's Tale, the sequel that was brought to life by the makers of the award-winning A Fisherman's Tale. Immerse yourself in poetic storytelling as you explore new mind-bending VR puzzle mechanics. Discover the truth as you journey through beautiful and unique locations and solve puzzles using your own body. Detach and control your hands or replace them with new attachments which you'll find throughout the world. Get ready for a captivating VR experience unlike any other. I think this looks fun and this probably will be one of my next PlayStation VR 2 purchases. Absolutely. I haven't really given my PSVR 2 much love over the last month or so. I was about to say, yeah, it's been a while since you've jumped into anything really. It's been a minute, but there have been a lot of high profile just non-VR releases to hit right now, right? Like Resident Evil 4 Remake, then Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Tears of the Kingdom is about to drop. Like, those are more important to me than anything I can play on PSVR 2, even though I spent $600 on the goddamn thing. Right. Like, those those single player experiences are still going to be more important to me. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I hear that. But Another Fisherman's Tale does look really, really fun. Game number five. I probably am going to buy this. Not this week, but I am probably going to buy this on PS5. Coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series, it's Death or Treat. The Halloween spirit is missing. Play as scary and help him save Hollow Town. Death or Treat is a 2D action roguelite and hack and slash with hand-painted environments and traditional animation. Explore all the worlds and defeat hordes of enemies using different weapons and skills. I fucking love a good game that has an, a Halloween vibe, dude. And yeah. this entire game is set in Hollow Town. Like, it's completely Halloween. There is zero chance I don't buy this game. I will definitely support this. I might even buy it this week, but just not play it. Absolutely, yeah. This one looks really freaking rad. Yeah, I know Seb was really high on this as well. Um, I, like I said, I will likely just go ahead and buy this this week. I don't know how much it's going to be. I can't imagine it's more than 20 or $30. I can't imagine. I would say probably not even more than 20 Probably not. But I don't know. But I don't know. I would pay it. I would I would, I would. would not pay 50 I probably wouldn't pay 40 I would probably wait for a sale. But I would pay 30 for Death or Treat. I would pay 30 for this game if that's what it released at. Game number six, coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It is TT Isle of Man, Ride on the Edge 3. The Isle of Man Taurus Trophy is the most epic, most dangerous, and most spectacular race in the world. It is a course of over 60 kilometers on the roads of the Isle of Man, and it includes 264 bends and requires high-powered bikes specially prepared for the race. The riders who compete in it train their whole lives for the chance to win the ultimate accolade. 
being crowned champion of the Isle of Man TT. The game includes all the official content of the latest TT, including riders, bikes, and teams, for a unique and true-to-life experience. I've heard of these games. I've seen them before, mm -hmm. but I don't know that I've ever known about the Isle of Man TT race thing. I don't know. I have no idea what that is. I don't know jack about any of this. I'll be honest. I think it's like motorbike racing, like motorcycle racing. It um, sounds like it. Yeah. And I guess TT stands for tourist trophy, right? Like because because it says the Isle of Man tourist trophy. So I'm assuming TT is tourist trophy. If you say so. so. Sounds so that's good to just, me. That's just what they call this entire event. Um, never heard of it. Um, no idea if these games are ever any good. I can't imagine they're great if they are anything at all. But <laughs> it's coming on Thursday. Big one. Our last game. Game number seven on Friday. Coming to Nintendo Switch. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. She's here, baby. An epic adventure across the land and skies of Hyrule awaits in The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The adventure is yours to create in a world fueled by your imagination. In this sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, you'll decide your own path through the sprawling landscapes of Hyrule and the mysterious islands floating in the vast skies above. Can you harness the power of Link's new abilities to fight back against the malevolent forces that threaten the kingdom. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, uh, every everything we've heard about this game so far, all of the previews of this game, say that it's absolutely incredible. It did leak early, and so people have already like played. It like two weeks early, yeah, which yeah. is really unfortunate. People have already played it, and the people that have have said it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely stellar from what I've heard from those that did actually, you know, uh, brave the waters and risk the uh, risk the wrath of Nintendo to acquire right. this game early. Uh, even Reggie was out in full force on Twitter. I don't know if you saw condemning people from downloading. I didn't see that. Yeah, Reggie was out there talking shit and telling people like there was a guy that like shared a screenshot of it on his Switch, and Reggie put some like intense quote up, and then the guy deleted his twitter account oh my um, gosh. i uh i would not be that brave i'm just waiting no. for the official release I, I i can wait uh but i have avoided most spoilers throughout the leaks i will say however there were a few key things that i did want to um satisfy myself with knowledge on so there were a couple of things that i did look up for individual information about leaks and I was pleased with what I found. So I'm really looking forward to Tears of the Kingdom. I think this is going to be one of the best games of this year, potentially, you know, the game of this year already. Like there's a really high chance this ends up being Goaty for 2023, even mm -hmm. the official game awards. Um, I'm hoping because of the islands floating above, right? I'm hoping there will be certain elements that we can pick out in some of the islands that are throwbacks to Skyward Swords islands. I'm sure there will be. I am positive there will be. That is Nintendo's bread and butter is calling back to old games. So, uh, But that would make sense, right? Like, because Skyward Sword was supposed to take place in the in the land floating above Hyrule. Right. So it, well, feels, like, game, it feels like that's what this kind of is. It Yes. 
I remember too that with Breath of the Wild, there were many, many callbacks. Oh, so in many that different game. areas and locations named after every single Zelda game. That's why people had such a fucking hard time placing it in the timeline. Exactly, exactly. So, and not that the timeline matters much to Nintendo. They really, honestly, couldn't care less most of the time what the timeline means or who's using it or you know they couldn't care less. At any rate, um, there was a lot of callbacks in that one. I think there's going to be a ton in this one. I cannot wait. So it's going to take us several weeks to get through Tears of the Kingdom, right? Where I have a feeling Tears of the Kingdom is going to be the only game you and I are playing. Like once this comes out on Friday, I could see this being the only game we play probably through the end of May, depending on how long it takes us to get through it. That's a decent Um, I don't know that anyone would be upset hearing us talk about Tears of the Kingdom three weeks in a row, though, especially as we because because we would be talking about different things that we've done every single week. And what I'm going to do in the game is not going to be the same that you do. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that most people are going to be playing this game as well. I think that this is going to be the game that people are playing over the course of the next so many, you know, months this is going to be the game that people are talking about. So I think that people would want to hear about it. I don't think yeah. that's a bad idea. Granted, you know, I might, if another game comes out, like I might try to play a little bit of it just so that way, oh, we have a second game to talk about right outside of just Tears of the Kingdom. But for the most part, I have a feeling starting next week and for the next several weeks, this show is going to be dominated by what we've been doing in Tears of the Kingdom and the stupid shit we've been creating through the crafting system. And, exactly. You know, the, the fun shrines that we find or whatever, right? Like whatever we can do in Tears of the Kingdom, right? We're going to be talking about that um our our pleasure of finding dungeons or displeasure of finding no dungeons right like we'll be talking about all of that right so i'm looking forward to it man i think this game is going to going to be something special uh that being said my pick of the week this week is tt isle of man right on the edge three uh, of course i thought so yeah i thought so um my mine will be the uh, uh void train perfect yeah perfect perfect <laughs> Uh, no, it's Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> easy, easy pick of the week and very likely game of the year. Very likely. Like, I think that is a very safe bet. We absolutely. could say that that game is in discussion for game of the year and oh, probably has certainly. the strongest chance to win already. Already. And that's without even Final Fantasy 16 or Starfield or anything else coming out yet. So we'll see. We will we see. We will see. Moving into the extended forecast, we had quite a few release dates get confirmed over the past week. Finally, Planet of Lana is going to be releasing on May 23rd. That game will be available via Xbox Game Pass, and I can't fucking wait to play it. It looks gorgeous. Convergence, a League of Legends story, also releases on May 23rd. So we're getting back-to-back League of Legends oh, games. Interesting. I didn't see the confirmation for that. Who would, which which story or character is that one following? I have no idea. Not Converge, a Convergence, a League of... Let's see. Let's see what it says. Explore and traverse through the spectacular city of Zaun as Echo. Oh, as Echo. Okay. A young inventor with an ingenious device to manipulate time in the story-driven action platformer. Game looks fucking dope, dude. Game looks really, really good. I mean, all of these League of Legends story games that they're putting out all look really fucking good. Yeah, they're doing a great job with them, man. The studios that they're hiring to get them are perfect for the projects, uh, and they're they're backing them. You know, they're they're letting the they're letting the studios do what they want to do, but also they're making good games, and so it makes sense to do that. If that makes sense, I, I'm I'm very very excited that they're expanding on this universe. Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely looks like something I want to check out. Um, Echo, I'm assuming, is a character in League of Legends, right? He is. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Um, 
Daydream, Forgotten Sorrow, releases on May 24th. Forspoken's next DLC, Entanto We Trust, releases on May 26th. The Tartarus Key, which is a PlayStation 1-inspired, like, horror game. Kind of looks interesting. Mm -hmm. Releases on May 31st. Super Mega Baseball 4, releases on June 2nd. Your favorite. I can't fucking wait. I put so much time into Super Mega Baseball 3 a couple years ago. I remember that. That game was so much stupid fun. It reminded me so much of um like that uh RBI. bases loaded and RBI baseball back yeah. from the NES days. Like it's so much fun. Such a cool arcade pick up and play and just have a lot of fun with baseball game. This is an absolute purchase. I bought the no I didn't. I got a code for Super Mega Baseball 3. This is just a day one purchase for me. I'm actually gonna get this on PS5 I think instead of I had the third one on PC and I don't want to be tied to the PC when I play it. So I'll just buy it on uh, PS5. Sure. Harmony, The Fall of Reverie releases on June 8th, which I am looking forward to. I think that game looks kind of good. F123 releases on June 16th. And Scottfold Usurper releases on June 23rd. And I have no idea what that is. Never heard of it. Yeah, it looks kind of retro-ish, but I don't know what it is. We have no delays to talk about, so that's kind of nice. And then uh, next week, we do have some interesting games coming out. Atlas Fallen is releasing, which uh, I'm hopeful is good. That was announced last year during uh, Summer Game Fest timeframe, I think. So I'm hopeful that ends up being good. I plan on getting it through Gamefly. Lego 2K Drive also releases next week, which looks really freaking fun, dude. Uh, probably we'll get that through Gamefly as well. Humanity comes out next week, that weird game. The Outlast Trials releases in early access next week. The uh, next game in the Outlast series, which is going to uh, scare a lot of people. That's a scary one, yeah. Yep. And then Firmament, which is the next puzzle game behind like the Mist creator or creators. I don't know if it's just one or multiple people. Sure. Um, but the next game that's like that, that I know Frank is really looking forward to. So that actually comes out next week as well. So some good things next week. Looking yeah. forward to them. Yeah. We'll get to any of them anytime soon, probably because we'll be playing Tears of the Kingdom. But there are some good things coming next week. <laughs> but uh, I think that will about do it. Unless you have anything that we didn't cover that you want to mention that maybe you saw or want to talk about before we get out of here. I think that's all she wrote, man. All right. Well, you know what it's time for then. Is it the PB? It's the PP, baby. Man. And, uh, you know, recently one of my, uh, an artist that I've liked for a really long time, but I've, I've, I kind of fell off of for a long time, but he's back. He's got a new album. He's He goes by the tallest man on earth. That's the name. Kind of this uh, weird little uh, Scandinavian folk singer. He's kind of a funny little fellow, but uh, I really like his music. And so I listen to him uh, quite a bit. And I've been I've been back on his music because of this new release. But he does have a new album. I've, I really like this song called Bless You on it. Uh, great song. Go listen to it. Bless You by the tallest man on earth. This episode of Play on Arrival, the weekly video game forecast, has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.